are four cups in the Passover Seder. And if you want to, go ahead even now. There should be a little tab on your little uh, grape juice. You can pull that tab and open that up. But there are four cups in the Passover Seder. The first cup is the cup of sanctification. Literally, the word sanctification means set apart for a special purpose or work. And the first cup reminds us of the theme of the gospel, which the very first theme is creation. God created you for a purpose. God has created you to be sanctified, set apart for a particular purpose. Exodus chapter 6, verse 6 says, Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. The Jewish people use this time to reflect on where they once were as a people, that they were once in bondage in Egypt. As Christians, this is a time to reflect on where we were without Christ, where we were brought out, of, where we have ourselves have been brought out of bondage to sin and into freedom with Christ. So pour yourself, if you haven't already, go ahead and pour each person at your table a cup. And as you think about this, literally the whole atmosphere of the Seder is to be, to sit back and to relax. Keep in mind that very first Passover that they weren't able to relax. They were on edge. They were waiting. Now they say, you know what, let's recline. Let's just sit back and sip and talk about it. And that's exactly what we do. In fact, before we move on, does anyone have a one word or even a one sentence testimony of how God brought you out of bondage to sin? A one, just a one word or one sentence. Anybody at all? The whole purpose of that first cup. And if we were, if we were just sitting around in our homes and we were participating, we would just take our time. Our children would hear our stories. I was, I was a grown adult. I remember sitting at my house one day and I asked my dad, I said, Dad, I know you're a believer, but I've never heard your testimony. I've never heard your story. We sat around the table and just shared. Dad told me that how he was saved at a little small country church as a kid. A story I'd never heard before. The purpose of the Passover Seder for the Jewish people was to make sure that as a family, they just sat around during this first cup, and they talked about this was how difficult it was. May we never forget. And I hope that we all remember those one word, those one sentence testimonies of this was life. This was what things were like before Christ. And when we participate in communion as a church, when we get together, that should be in our minds. That should be part of our reflection. Remember who we were before Christ. The Passover continues after the first cup with a time of washing of hands. After the first cup of Passover, there's a time of washing the hands, and it's here, and you may be a step ahead of me, where Jesus did something different out of the ordinary. Instead of 
just washing his hands, Jesus gets up, puts a towel around himself, and he goes around, and instead of washing his hands, washing his own hands and telling them to wash their hands, Jesus girded himself and went around and washed their feet. On your tables are a moist towelette, just a little individual one, and you can even begin to open that now. But here's the significance of this. I want us to consider think about Jesus. Think about Jesus and how he took that moment. Would you, you can wash your hands. You can even offer to wash the hands of maybe the person next to you. That's up to you. But as, as you wash your hands, I want you to think about the fact that Jesus said, you know what? I'm willing to take on the role of a servant. I want to make sure that you know the servant that I am. And he didn't just wash their hands or ask them to wash their own hands. He took the time to wash their feet. Jesus said, John chapter 13, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Mark 9.35 puts it this way, And he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Philippians chapter 2 declares, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the very form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Then the Passover turns to Exodus chapter 2. Now it happened in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. Then the children of Israel groaned because of the bondage and they cried out and, they, and their cry came up to God because of the bondage. So God heard their groaning and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel and God acknowledged them. On your plate, you should see a piece of parsley. It's a little cup there. You can take the lid off and inside is a little piece of parsley. You can pull that out. Passover comes obviously at the beginning of springtime when the earth is becoming green with life again. Well, this parsley represents that life. It's to remind us that we are created and sustained by Almighty God. But life in Egypt wasn't always easy. Life in Egypt was difficult for the children of Israel. It was a life filled with pain and suffering and tears. And in the very middle of your plate, you can pull that out, you'll see a little bit of water. And that water has, been, uh, has a little bit of salt in it as well. So let us take this sprig of parsley and we dip it into that salt water. 
And remember that life, even green life, is sometimes immersed in tears. And that salty flavor, as we taste that saltiness, is to remind us of our own of our own tears. Perhaps you have a friend or a family member who's still enslaved to sin. Well, we weep for them. We cry out to God on their behalf. This is a picture for the Hebrew people, for us as well. That parsley is a picture of the hyssop. And they would dip it in the blood and then put the blood on the doorpost. And that's why it's a picture of those things. Then they have four questions. You may have heard that before in Passover. Passover has four questions. And uh, these are the four questions. We begin with Exodus chapter 12. And it shall be when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? That you shall say, it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and delivered our households. So the people bowed their heads and worshiped. Oh, this uh, Passover Seder, they would declare how different this night is from all other nights. Because the Passover represents these four questions, and then these four questions are then answered within the, the meal itself. The first question is this. On all other nights, we eat bread or matzah. But on this night, why do we eat only matzah? The second question is, on this, on all other nights, we eat all kinds of vegetables. On this night, why do we only eat bitter herbs? The third question, on all other nights, we did not dip our vegetables even once, but on this night, we dipped them twice. And then the fourth question, on all other nights, we eat our meals sitting or reclining. And on this night, why do we only eat reclining? 